0: Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and
1: Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo woo! Oh, we're on! Hi, what is up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to start every single one with laughing. It's okay. Too late. I'm just so happy
0: that you're here. You're listening to us. That we're in communion this morning, afternoon, or night. That you're listening to this. Yes, we are stoked. Um, So today we are doing um, one of our very favorites, hopefully one of your favorites as well, but we're doing a three card pull from the Soulful Woman guidebook. So, which just is a little reminder, a bunch of cards that we lay face down and pull three at random, and they kind of cover different intuition ideas about, as it says, nurturance, empowerment and inspiration for the feminine soul Mm -hmm. so i love this one okay so for the first one drum roll please okay so the first one we have is boundaries oh yeah okay so here we go The long description for that is my boundaries are like energy doors that help me manage my life. At times I keep the doors open, inviting in blessings from others and my environment. At other times I choose to close the doors to nourish my own creativity, energy, and well-being. I feel good about having boundaries and for being able to say no thanks. For I know that by saying no, I am saying yes to something else, something that's more important for my growth, my healing, and for my enlightenment. Having clear boundaries allows me to protect myself, nurture my intentions, and follow my true self. Boundaries are an essential part of my self-care and even more importantly, for my self-love. So love that. Love
1: that. What are, do you have any initial thoughts, or do you want me to take this
0: one first? It just—I feel like the first thing that just pops out to me is um, I love that, and this speaks to me personally. But it says at other times I close the door to nourish my own creativity, energy, and well-being, and I think that it's something that I have to, yeah, like really strengthen my intuition on because. Sometimes when I feel that I'm closing the doors, I, as a like ambrovert at best, like I'm introverted, but I'm an extroverted introvert Mm -hmm. that to recharge, I really do need alone time to be fully creative. I have to have alone time, but that can make me feel guilty because it makes other people feel that I'm like shutting them out. Right. Where that's actually the way that I can give my best self to other people is by shutting the doors and just like having my little, like, you know, alone time. But what was yours?
1: Uh, very much in the same, same wavelength. Uh, I remember, I think it's, I don't remember who said this either. I'll have to look it up after off mic, but like, no is a complete sentence. Like just, mm-hmm. so I have still struggled with this. If somebody like invites me to something, I'm definitely an extrovert. and I'm definitely a doer. And I love, I'm like a yes girl. Like I love to say yes. I love to show up someone that if you invite me to your bridal shower and then another friend invites me to something and then another friend, I'll try to go to all three, you know? So I just, mm-hmm. I have a hard time with saying no because I genuinely want to be there. And I'm a people pleaser at heart, recovering people pleaser, as my friend says, because we're working on it with our boundaries. But I still struggle with just saying no, but I don't mm-hmm. want to go out to something and not giving an explanation because I feel like I'm like, oh, it's because I'm sick. And I, or, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to get off work late. So maybe I could get there at, you know, at 1030 and just, I will like put so much effort into trying to like be there instead of just saying like, be honest with myself and what would work best. And it's just, sometimes you can't make, make it to everything. And also, you know, your good friends, like don't need you to go on and on on why they know you want to be there. And sometimes you can't. And I just, that's a boundary that I've been working with on my own just saying no or like i used to just be such a chicken to like call into work i'd be like okay what what what, what am i going to say on the call and nick was like you just say you can't come in today <laughs> like he would just make it so simple i've i've grown a lot since then but i think in my early 20s i just was no totally i get it though a where little, you like had to prep for the whole conversation as if they're not going to tell me i can't use my sick day you know and so that kind of came to mind when it was sometimes And you can be Mm -hmm. polite about it. And so I've learned to say, you know, oh, thank you for the invite, but I'm not going to be able to make it. And that's it.
0: And I I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, counter it. I think one of the things that, uh, two that stood out was, you're saying yes to something else, Mm -hmm. something that's Mm -hmm. more important for my growth, my healing, and my enlivenment. I think that's a really good way of, understanding boundaries as a um, investment right like right instead of it taking away something like sometimes we see boundaries as like here are the things that we're not going to be able to experience but I feel like boundaries are honestly such an investment for going forward like um One of my friends, like we were talking about boundaries because she's like kind of entering into a new, uh, like work situation and just me like talking to her about like, okay, how, like what you say yes or no to right now is going to affect what you can say yes or no to for the entirety of the rest of your job. Mm. So like you have to set up, like if you say yes, that you'll work on Saturday, You've set be precedent. prepared right. that you will work every Saturday. Like once the boundaries aren't there, it's very hard to set them up later. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I always remember is sometimes it's so hard to set a boundary up in the beginning, but it keeps you from getting like stomped on right. over and over and over and over, over later, you know? And I used to hold myself, this is kind of more
1: serious about a different ba- boundary with family, but I used to hold myself to this good daughter or good sibling oh, threshold gosh. where yeah. I just would like I would be like oh a good daughter would continue to be there for someone and continue to despite mm-hmm. like their toxic behavior or like drug addiction in my case like my brother and my dad struggled deeply with drug addiction and I've had to set a boundary with them and a long for a long time I felt like I was like turning my back on them but like loving them is setting the boundary that is love. Mm -hmm. I had to step away from my own, you know, personal feelings about it and realize like it's best for both of us. And it sets us up both for not hurting each other more and how boundaries can be healthy and I can be a good daughter and have the boundary. And in fact, it makes me a good daughter to have the boundary, makes me a good sibling to have
0: the boundary. And that's some of the hardest boundaries with family is some of the hardest boundaries to set Oh, yeah. Um, Especially, and, yeah. The, yeah. I mean. Both of us as like the oldest siblings with brothers, um, Yeah, it's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult to like, you know, be like, I just remember if I got, you know, a call in the middle of the night and I would truly be like, I have to answer this. Like mm-hmm. I'm a bad sister if I don't mm-hmm. answer this and take care of whatever this need is immediately. Right. Right. And I just realized at some point, I'm like, okay, by me not putting a boundary up for myself, it's not that I don't want to be there. I absolutely want to be there. hmm But what, by me crossing my own boundaries, what I'm saying is that I don't believe that they have agency over their own life. hmm Mm-hmm. It's saying that like, without me, you couldn't take care of your problem.
1: Right. And I'm so glad you said that because I went to a meditation before uh, the shutdown in Dallas. Like we broke into small groups and we were talking uh, about boundaries and this guy next to me, I was telling him about my brother and his drug addiction and his, you know, that he's been in and out of rehab and all of this. And I was like, and it just, sometimes it's really hard for me to like continue to be around, like hear about him. Cause it's just so painful, you know? And But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just complicated because you feel like you do need to be there in case they hit rock bottom again, or just, it's Mm -hmm. really a confusing relationship, you know, to love somebody that is struggling with addiction. And he was like, just so you know, like the no saved my life. Like he was a recovering addict that was sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. So he was coming Mm -hmm. from the other side of like, I have been the sibling that you're talking about. And when my family said no to me for the final time and like stopped enabling me, and I know every situation's different. So please, you know, don't take my word for yours. Yeah this is it's just normal. this personal
0: individual's advice
1: right and it, it related to me so much because he was basically saying do not feel guilt about the final no of like i cannot do this for you anymore i'm not giving you any more money i you cannot come over like n- the final no is sometimes you know the life changer and that's like mm. what made him pick himself up so that reminded me of like the boundary is there for both of you. And it's like for love for both of you. It's love for yourself and love for the other
0: person. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's a very loving thing. And I think, so I was uh, watching this woman's like stories the other night and it was really impactful to me, but she was saying that like with her husband, she wanted to go into this like business deal and like blah, blah, blah. And uh, was talking about boundaries and was saying that her she essentially needed to go through a certain situation. Like she broke her husband's boundaries. She was saying she had to go through something and figure out she didn't want to be there herself. And she was like, if he kept innate, like it it was just, it was a way of saying like, I'm not concising this correctly, but what she was saying is that you have to let people make their own mistakes. Like the more that someone tries to like be there for you or fix it for you that you won't learn the lesson. She was like, my biggest lesson was that falling apart. Yeah. And it also allowed her husband to like keep his boundaries instead of him going over his boundaries and like trying to fix it for her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought that was a really beautiful thing of her saying like our biggest blessings are having to like figure out on our own, like somebody fixing something for you, is never actually what's going to change things,
1: right? And that's kind of what was going on with, yeah, my, my family members. So, so anyway, well, that I was love good. that. Yeah, that was a yeah. great
0: card. Okay, so let's do the next one, which is this is a big one for me right now. It's embracing change. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Oh, this is nice. Embracing change. The dark, fertile space of the unknown welcomes me when I grieve. When I rest in this space, something new can be birthed in my soul. Perhaps a new aspect of myself, new resources or values, a new pathway or a surprising new relationship. I understand that when I grieve for someone or something dear to me, I grieve. I was like, let me just make sure I'm like reading the right one. Yes, it
1: is. I understand
0: that when I grieve for someone or something dear to me, I grieve for an aspect of myself as well. Whatever I may have lost, be it a relationship, a creative project, a job, or a longed for dream, who I was in relationship to that person or thing also seems to have been lost. Though the loss may be painful, holding on can create more pain than letting it go. I have the courage and the faith to resist filling my inner space too quickly with something known or something predictable. Instead, I breathe and allow my soul's wisdom to take its course. I believe, regardless of how things may appear, that change is always happening in the best way for me. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, you know, I'm I'm definitely in a phase right now where there's like so much continuous change that I really have started like calling that grieving of just like, hey, I can grieve my own expectations of like how this was going to go. A big thing for me was like, you know that I'm pregnant and and having like believing that, oh, like being pregnant through Corona and also um, being in, in another country is like, man, I'm really grieving these expectations I have that I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to be around friends when I'm pregnant or that I'm going to have this baby, you know, like I thought I was going to have it in the U.S., but it's like, okay, I'm in a developing country's like medical system and that's like scary. And so all of that stuff is like, man, I have to, I have to grieve these expectations. Right. Mm -hmm. But it also is really, I love that space of like the fertile space of the unknown, because once I was like, okay, I can, at the same time in tandem, I can grieve the loss of this while also being like, okay, what is this? what is coming right Mm -hmm. and I feel like I when I stopped kind of having this like pity party for myself of like this isn't what I expected and this is all scary and unknown it's like okay great so I get to like figure out a whole different way of doing things I can get in these like natural birthing classes I can, I'm somewhere, um, I'm on this island where it's like, this is the easiest place for me to be healthy during my pregnancy and be in sunshine and eat healthy. And like, there are all these blessings of me actually being where I am. And it's not what I expected, but I really do feel like you have to grieve what was to be able to accept the change that actually is probably in our best benefit.
1: Yeah, well said, Kendall. That is I mean, you definitely have had more change this past what 2 years than yeah. most people have. You've like shed so many versions of not who you are, but sheds different seasons of what you were going through. In such a quick way and I know it like completely uprooted you and turned you upside down, but I'm I'm just blessed to know you then and know you now because I love that you were able to take all of this unknown and just surrender and have it be the be in the best mental space you can be with everything going on. And I am a firm believer that like grief can, can sit right next to joy and grief can sit right yeah. next to being excited. Yeah. I, I remember I texted you something about that off mic about like, You were being so positive about not having your shower and your shower ended up, you know, not coming to fruition in the way we thought because of the lockdown. And you were being so sweet and being like, but, you know, I'm just so thankful to, you know, have, you know, a healthy baby. And you were just naming all these great things, which I'm so, you know, it's beyond my comprehension that you're able to already like be in that space. Cause I would just still be in like the space where I was like sad and, you know, upset. But I remember I was telling you like, you can be both, like you can be upset and mm-hmm. grieve, you know, how you thought this was going to look and be excited about your baby and be excited. And I'm
0: just glad that you're in a space where you can, you know, meet both parts of you. And I think for me, I just finally was at a space where I was like, I have all this time until, this baby comes Mm -hmm. and i literally am the only person who gets to decide if this is a good time or not right and sometimes when you're
1: holding on like this whole thing about embracing change sometimes you're just holding on you're like for what this is actually just like bumming me out hardcore like why Uh am i you know or you know in a very simplified state like holding on to like an old t-shirt that doesn't make you feel good like what 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 is that bringing to you <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it served its purpose in your life you know i you know marie kondo like thank it for what it's done for you and move on but sometimes that is the change you have to like confront yourself and be like but what is the benefit of me holding on to this and holding on to the version that it, it didn't actually end up becoming because mm-hmm. you know at some point the surrender is the part where the magic starts happening so that's yeah. what gets me
0: the most excited about the change. Well, it's even interesting. Like, so one of the things that I talked to, um, you know, Joanne about was kind of being like, okay, where should I go in my career and, and things like that. And she was saying, cause I was putting down a lot of plates that I had been spinning for a long time of like mm-hmm. what I thought I did and what I wrapped my identity around in my career. It was like, where should I go? and Like whatever. And she was like, you have to provide an empty space what is coming next to be able to come in and she was like while that is happening do not be tempted like left and right you're gonna have the temptation to pick up old plates again Mm. she was like "Do not yeah yeah and she was like do not pick up the plates because she was like that is trying that's a block Mm. and she was like you have to stay brave enough and you have to stay disciplined enough to leave that open space and not fill it with something and, and fill it with something that you already know because all that energy and all that focus will be back on the things you were not supposed to have spinning. Like the reason they got put down was because you were done with them.
1: And like, think about the plates that you have spinning in your hands that you just want to put down and just focus on a couple that you know are in the heading in the direction of metamorphosis and transformation for you in a good positive way. You know, I think that that's a really good metaphor
0: to take away. Yeah.
1: So, anyway. gosh, that's a do you have anything freaky. else
0: on embracing change?
1: Not really. I mean, I I'm a change loving girl, and I'm I remember. Um, I don't. Do I love it. that about you—that you're good, Like you enjoy change. I, I'm down. Um, uh, some of my friends that are most resistant to change have like the oldest version of the iPhone. They're like, no, I don't want the new one. <laughs> like,
0: oh my like- gosh. <laughs> that reminds me of like all the people who would not switch from BlackBerry. Yes. To go to iPhone, where they were yes. like, no, BlackBerry till I die. Or like, you know, when Facebook and- like rolls out a new update, and everyone's like, what's
1: going on? I don't know how to work the <laughs> app anymore. <laughs> You're like, okay, you'll get used to it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Cool. That was, a good, that was a good one. Wow. Okay. So I just pulled the next one and this is a really interesting one. It says anger as my sacred ally.
1: Hmm.
0: I wouldn't put so, that together, but I'm I would interested. not either, but let's dive in. Yeah, let's see. Okay. So it says, I respect my anger as an expression of my passion for life as a setter of boundaries and as a protective force within me. When I use my anger wisely, it is a great ally to me, a sacred gift of power. I harness the gift of my anger to liberate myself, awaken myself from self-deception, and show me where I have lacked courage. Mm -hmm. I listen to my anger and learn to transform it into a positive force for good. I use my anger as a healing flame to burn off that which no longer serves me. Never as a destructive fire to harm myself or others. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard this quote, but it's like, anger will show you what you care about. Right. I believe that. <laughs> and it's like, you, you're not even going to get angry about things that you don't like deeply care about. And it like, shows you. And I feel like anger comes out of like where my boundaries are being like disregarded Mm -hmm. or um, yeah, when I said I've lacked courage, I feel like I get angry at myself when I know that I am better than the potential I'm showing. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm like, I'll get angry at myself for being like, why? Like if I'm not doing something, I know that I should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like anger at self
1: for letting self down, basically. Mine would be like social injustice. Yes. (laughs) I'm physically angry. I will be like storming around the house and I'll like tell Nick, it seems like every day now there's just something Mm -hmm. more and more upsetting. And I just think with so much technology to be able to show us the things that we know were going on, But
0: But that's what I'm saying, like where people can use that anger to actually create action.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as like a white woman, I feel like I could never, ever, ever imagine and won't ever pretend to imagine what kind of racism and profiling feels like in that way. But what I can do is talk about it. Will Mm -hmm. Smith said something today that I like thought about. I can't stop thinking about it. But he was like, racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. I just can't stop thinking about this. It's just, this has been going on and on and on. And the reason that people are now so up in arms is because they're seeing it, but it's it's been happening. And I think this is like a perfect way of my, I was so angry when I found this out because I was like, mm-hmm. me as a white woman has one time walked out of a Kroger with a full grocery cart and I forgot to pay, which sounds insane to most of you. It should sound insane because it is. I was in day, day dreaming land and I like didn't bag my stuff. I just like walked out of the store and I was not intending to steal my cart. And it's like funny now, no one questioned me. I don't ever have to think about being profiled. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't believe I got away with just like walking out. It's just like the privilege that I have is so it provides innate. for me every day. Yeah. It's innate and it's invisible because I've had it my whole life. And it makes me angry that I was just born with it and others aren't because people are just people. It's just upsetting. You know, when it says like, Oh, I don't see color. Like, yes, we do. Our world does see color and it angers me. It makes me upset. So how I've realized before I used to be so angry, but I just didn't know what to do with it. And so now I just try to look for action items. I just, I hope enough awareness is brought and there's been protests and things are, It's just. It's saddening. And it's just a way of using your anger as a white woman that has privilege to at least showcase people that mm-hmm. don't.
0: We really do have to be talking about it and bringing awareness to it. Yeah, right. I'm with you. You know? Yeah, that gets me heated. Um, wow. Wow, team wow. Anyways, yeah, so <laughs> a like light little episode my well, <laughs> little ending like anyway, can <laughs> I anyways, yeah <laughs> but have a good one, <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh I think gosh. that that's yeah, a big thing, you know for this podcast and things like that is like bringing intuition and awareness to what is going on, going in, going on inside of us, going and going on inside of the world, yeah, and how we can learn, like how we can be students of learning how to do better. I agree. And that we're not going to do it perfectly. Mm -mm. And like, we're not going to communicate it perfectly. We're not going to learn it perfectly. But the goal of this podcast and of Angela and I's life and everything is try to do better, like try to learn better so you can do better.
1: We hope that we open the space for you to think about new things in a new way and can always approach us to talk about it more. That's another one of our big goals. We want to just be chit-chatting. We be talking. So we be chats. Yeah. Find us any, find us on our Instagrams and talk to us. Yeah. Talk to us, hit us up. See you next week. Thank
0: you so much for listening and we will see you again soon. Okay. Talk to you again. Goodbye.
1: Toodles. (laughs) We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime, easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kendall Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.